a new perspective. I love your laughter and your joy. I love it. It's a shame it's always at me. <laughs> it gives you a new perspective when you sit there and look at the ceiling in the hospital room for several weeks. When you get out, the, the world is, is in, in just encompassed with beauty. Things that I take for granted, that I have taken for granted, and I've had this experience before after being in a hospital, and why I have to relearn it, I do not know. But this morning, as I got out of my truck, and I looked up, and I saw those beautiful dark clouds, and, and just the beauty in that, and the miracle of that in itself, you know, and the anticipation of rain, but it was different this morning than it was when I saw you last. The flowers, the wildflowers, the grass, the animals. You know, as we drove back yesterday and seeing deer and the wild hogs and the birds of the air, it just was different. I wanted just to stare. I wanted just to encompass it. I just wanted it to be a part of me. I didn't want to take any of it for granted because I hadn't seen it in several weeks. And I know, notice I did not say I thank or I hope. I know all of those are creations of our Lord. He painted all of this for us. If you've been down into the, to the Austin area and you've seen the wildflowers and we have some around here, then you just see His paintbrush and how beautiful it is. To you and me, it may seem like an accident that the wildflowers just grow here and there, but it's truly God's art. And it's a new perspective when I get past the point of saying, God, that's pretty. Boy, isn't that a beautiful cloud over there? And look at the rain coming down. And once I go past that and say, isn't our God awesome? Look what he is doing for us. Sure, the water is, is uh, covering the ground and there'll be new life. Yes, but it all began with him. It began with our Lord. It's a shame that I had to have something like this illness to really give me that pleasure of looking at the little things and how beautiful it is. Even a bud on a tree. Little minute things that we take for granted, that we walk right past. The beans on the mesquite tree. On and on. There are so many beautiful miracles from God that we just walk right past. And then there's also... Those times in our life in which we see great sorrow. And I want to share some of these with you. For God is in the sorrow and the healing as well. He is all around us. Y'all have heard me mention my cousin Linda and her husband, as she always calls him, my Charlie. My Charlie. He went to see doctors in Dallas this last week, and for the fourth time, he was rejected for lung transplant. 
for the fourth time. I was blessed to go out to dinner with a couple of guys I played football with. Uh, yeah, I'm not the oldest guy in the world. You younger folks here, there's other people also. But we did get to senior menu, if that's important. But we went to dinner t- together. One of them, David, David Syme. Uh, another one, Don Jones. And David brought his lovely wife with him, Paula. Paula has Lou Gehrig's disease. And she shared with us that usually Lou Gehrig starts with the feet. Pardon me. It usually starts with the brain, but with her, it started with the feet. So she has issues moving her feet now, moving her legs now. David is helping her or when he's at work and they have someone at home with her, they help her in this respect. Once Jay brought me to Matador, James Fuquay picked me up. And I know y'all think that that's risking my life just right there. Dwayne, why are you pushing this? You're out of the hospital now. Why would you ask Fuquay to give you a ride? But when we, Jay and I pulled up to the uh, convenience store in Matador where 70s intersect each other, that real nice one, we knew he had a problem with a tire and he gets out and looks at it and he says, I think this thing is fixing to blow because the steel belt was wobbly. He put a little air in it and says, I'm not going to put any more. This just doesn't look good. So Fuquay gets there, Jay, and I said, well, maybe we can put enough air in it just to get Jay home. And they told me to quit. Stop it. That's enough. You know, it's still flat. And I went from that rim, maybe to the double doors there, and it blew. The tire exploded. So in each of those cases, I am painting to you a dark image. A dark image. And yet, we say that with God, all things are possible. All things are. In Psalms, that worked out real well. In Psalms, the, uh, I'm not going to. Yeah, here it is. Thank you, Lord. Uh, Psalms 29, the second verse. Ascribe to the Lord the glory. Do His name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of His holiness. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. The voice of the Lord breaks. The cedars. The voice of the Lord strikes with flashing lightning. The voice of the Lord shakes the deserts. The voice of the Lord. The voice of the Lord is music. I love to walk out on the porch and watch a rain. I love watching the lightning across the sky and hearing the thunder. It is His voice. 
It is his, his picture. Thank you, Lord. Boy. We're in timing together today. Psalms, Isaiah, the sixth chapter. Holy, holy, holy is Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of His glory. It's full of His glory. My cousin and her husband, her Charlie, are incredibly strong Christian people. Each every day, they're giving thanks for what they have. In spite of what problems there are, and there are people that would spend all of their time focusing on this. They have grieved each time they were told no for a transplant. And we've seen our buddy Mark and how well he's doing. But that hadn't been the story with Charlie. So this last time, which will be his last time for a transplant. She sends a text out. She sent it to me and she said, every second of every day, I'm going to be grateful for Charlie. Every minute, every hour, every day, every month, every year, I'm going to be thankful for my time with Charlie. She knows how blessed she is down to the second. She knows that He is there with them and He is the one they're giving thanks to. It's not a pity party. Yes, they're hurting. Yes, they're grieving. But the joy is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. They see the beauty in life. They're not seeing the the darkness that we've all seen and experienced, but they are so strong in their faith. The glory of God, His light is upon them. His light is upon them. And through this illness, they are teaching. Anyone that knows them, they're teaching a lesson about their mighty God. How wonderful He is. And how beautiful life is. They're they're the teachers in action. The way they live the life, and I know you and I have often asked for, may may my life be a reflection of our Lord and Savior. And in this case, it truly is. It truly is a reflection of it. Of Jesus Christ and their faith and their strength that does not come from them but comes from Him. Awesome is his name. David and I were buddies in high school. I was closer to him than I was Don, but we, like I said, we all played ball together. David and I played the same position, but he started and I didn't. We were in the same homeroom class. He was president, I wasn't. He stayed in the class when they were telling me to go see the principal. But we were friends. We're brothers by choice. This guy has done very well in business, and I commend him for that. 
But the very greatest thing I've seen him do is his love for his wife. In business, integrity means everything to him. If he gives his word, you can take it to the bank. Even when it puts him in an awkward position, his word is so important. But while Paula was in that wheelchair, I saw a man of great compassion and great love. When he was getting her in and out of the vehicle, they bought a van, the doors open up, and she's got a car to, that she can ride up into it. And I just see how tender he is and how kind he is. And when she's asking for anything, like just putting her feet on the stirrup, she's been in wheelchairs, and she doesn't have the ability to lift her foot and put it down on that rest. So he's on his knees, moving her feet to where they belong. And he asks her, how's that? Are you comfortable? And she has the most gorgeous smile. This illness has not stolen that, that smile from her. It hadn't robbed her of that smile. It is just gorgeous. I got a picture of the three of them, but that smile on Paula's face is just enough to light up any room. Then I went over to the house another time, and we ate there at their home, had hamburgers, and Again, I see the tenderness and the kindness. I see the love that they have. And today is their 51st wedding anniversary. I saw no kind of problems between the two of them that can often happen with couples. I never saw any anxiety or stress. I just saw nothing but love between those two people. They're fighting a terrible disease. A terrible disease. One of my very best friends passed away with that terrible disease. But they're, they're approaching this with Jesus Christ. They're approaching it with a love in their heart for each other, but certainly for Him. They give Him the praise and the worship. He shows up at work Instead of at seven now, he shows up at nine. He's taking care of Paula. He goes home for lunch most times. He's on a board that meets in Amarillo once a month. And they use Skype to include him because he's not going to leave Paula. He's not going to leave her. There's a darkness there. But the perspective I now have at my age, I see the joy that I didn't see before. That I'd have walked right past. Just as with that flat that I was telling you we had, I had a whole new perspective on that. You know, at the time I would just be thankful that, you know, nobody was hurt. Tire blew, we can take care of that. But as I thought about it, I thought, you know, that could have happened when we were going 80, 85 miles an hour. Now, I wasn't driving <laughs> this time. Uh, 
And so it could have blown when we're going 80, 85 miles an hour. It could have blown when we passed someone or when we met someone. But we got there safely. And when it blew, they had told me, you know, some of you are old enough that you know what I mean when the kids start telling you what to do. Yeah, yeah, uh, we know what that feels like. It's not fun. But it, it could have blown when I was kneeling down and putting air in it. But it didn't. I walked from here to there. And then it blew. And the lady inside at the store called a friend of hers that changes tires and so forth. And he showed up to help us put the spare on there. And then Jay drove safely home. In the past, I'd say, boy, we were lucky. That was, you know, that was quite an experience. But now I know who to give the credit to. I know we weren't alone in that SUV. I know we weren't alone as the tire was being changed. I knew when it blew, you know, someone could have been hurt here, but we weren't. So now, you know, at age 72, I don't like having the aches and pains I have when I got up. I don't like that. When I was playing football with David and Don, I didn't give that a single thought. Didn't give it even a thought. But who would ever think that now at this age I have these aches and pains and these new challenges in life. But I also have such a new perspective in regards to our Lord. That he's always there. He's there with David. He's there with Paula. He's there with Linda. He's there with Charlie. And yes, he's there with me at this very moment. Amen. He's there this very moment. I would like for you to have the perspective, and maybe a new perspective, of not so much being lucky, but being blessed. As I look around this room, I could come up with stories on several of you, and they would be humorous. But you had the good Lord with you at the time. We can say, yeah, I was lucky. The blessing is Jesus Christ that is with you. And will remain with you. Because it's amazing how much luck you get when you walk with our Lord. Blessed is a much better word when we know Jesus Christ. Dear Father, we come to you knowing that you are ever present. Ever present whether we're going down a highway, whether we're hunting, whether we're fishing, whether or not we're going to a theater, whether we're going to work, wherever we may be, when we reach out to you, Lord, you're there. You are there. You're with us when we're in those hospital beds and when the doctors and nurses come by. You're there. We never, ever walk alone. For Jesus Christ is always there. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. For without you, we are nothing, Lord. Absolutely nothing. 
It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. If there's anybody that would like to rededicate their life to Jesus,